Hey everybody, it's Dr. Matt back again for another exciting um, edition of The Parent Pod. With me as usual is my faithful sidekick and producer, Ashley. Hey Ashley, how you doing? I'm good, here today to keep you on track. <laughs> as always, keeping me on track and certainly within time. Um, so we're going to deviate a little bit from our uh, usual format uh, and having a guest come in because we've gotten a lot of questions about the language that we use, not foul language that we use. You know, we don't use foul language on the podcast, but certainly the language that we use on campus. So these are those nicknames that we talk about, or uh, maybe your uh, your student has talked about, and certainly acronyms. So those shortened versions of longer words that every campus has their own kind of language uh, that they speak. And so we felt like it was an important uh, time as we're getting to, believe it or not, uh, the beginning of November here, and it's amazing how fast the, the semester has gone. I mean, wouldn't you agree, Ashley? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I feel like yesterday we were moving students in, and today, you know, we're headed into finals. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's pretty crazy. And so, um, so here at the Parent Pod, we figured we would take some time to talk a little bit about uh, our campus language and hopefully demystify some of those and clarify some of those things uh, for you. And so we've broken we've we've broken we've broken them down into uh, different areas. So we'll we'll start off first um, with some general acronyms. So probably the most recognizable one that we use quite a bit is BFA. And so when uh, when you hear that with us, it's usually meaning one of two things. It's usually meaning um, the degree in which your students are pursuing. Uh, Bachelor of Fine Arts, or it could be the uh, culminating kind of senior experience that happens in the spring of your student's senior year, where it's like their final um, uh, project that they've been working on. It's a huge undertaking, and uh, and certainly they will um, defend that BFA project at the end of their uh, senior year. Yeah, you know, even first-year students might... Um have an experience where they tell you they're going to BFA week or BFA projects. Mm -hmm. And so they are expected to attend some of those senior projects. And so you might hear it in that way too. Yeah. So just so you know, it could be one of those two things. You know, they could be talking about their degree or they could be talking about the event that happens on campus. Um, but beyond that, there are a number of acronyms that we have that uh, correspond with places, either on campus or in and around campus. And so um, one of the acronyms that we use on campus is uh, the JMC, right? And so you'll hear ta uh, people talk about the JMC. Well, that stands for the Joseph McCullough Center, um, and that is the academic building in whole, uh, the academic building um, that houses all of our academic programs here at CIA. And so most instead of calling it the... Joseph McCullough Building or the Joseph McCullough Center, uh, most students will uh, refer to it as the JMC uh, or, you know, the, the academic building. Yeah, or just the <laughs> academic building. I guess that's true too. Um, the next uh, acronym is the DOC. And so this is not where they go to get healthcare, but certainly where they go to get all of their digital. They don't go see the doc. Um, I guess they could see the doc, but not in this place. This place is, stands for the Digital Output Center. So the DOC is a place where students can go get things printed. Um, and man, they, they do all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. It's also connected to one of our computer labs on campus. 
Um, so if students are worried about how to print something, it's kind of like our print shop. Like think like a FedEx print shop, except our personal one on campus. Yeah, I mean, and like uh, that kind of print shop, but on steroids. I mean, I think it's it it is pretty uh, amazing at some of the things they do. You know, they work with magnets. They you know um, we have a lot of the our stuff or student life and housing printed in there. Um, but they do vinyl, they do, you know, large format, small, you know, batch printing, large batch printing. So flyers, a lot of student organizations on campus um, will print their flyers for their um, the activities that they're doing. They'll print flyers at the DOC. So um, there's a lot of things that the DOC does. Uh, and so when you hear a student talking about the DOC, it stands for the Digital Output Center. Yeah, I mean, even those mailers that we got... Um, we sent to all of you parents for munchie bags. Those were printed at the DOC. So mailings, postcards, magnets, things like that. A lot of things we send to parents printed at the DOC. Yeah. So um, so the next uh, acronym is uh, the PBL, and uh, that stands for the Peter B. Lewis uh, Auditorium. And that, that is just our auditorium on campus. So you might hear your student, uh, maybe they have talked about a... Um, a meeting that they recently had as first year students, they had it at the PBL. And so it's the PBL um, is this, the Peter B. Lewis Theater, and it's just located right on our campus. Uh, many of you probably came in uh, and hung out at the PBL uh, when you were on your visits or came and uh, maybe saw a movie or came to um, see things on our campus. That's usually the biggest meeting place that we have at CIA. Yeah, it's also the place where Cinematheque hosts their movies every weekend. So if you were to come visit your student and go to the Cinematheque, it would be in PBL. Yeah, for sure. CMA, and now we're, you know there are a couple of, of acronyms that our, our students use to describe other places on campus. So CMA is the Cleveland Museum of Art, and you know it's located just a couple blocks from uh, CIA. And uh, it is a, if you've not been, it is a beautiful museum. It's um, world-renowned. It's the second largest public museum that's free in the United States. See? And so, and it is just beautiful. Um, it actually, like, there's been a couple movies uh, that I believe uh, Captain America might have been the Winter Soldier. Like, there were some um, shots filmed in the art museum uh, in Cleveland. And so, uh, it is uh, pretty, pretty awesome and famous. So... The other museum that students, you know, frequent and might talk about is Mocha, and this not is not a. Drink. Yeah, I was gonna say this is not a coffee drink. <laughs> this is not uh, a meeting at Starbucks or Dunkin'. Um, this is the Museum of Contemporary Art. Many of you, when you um, came to campus, you either had an opportunity to to see inside or uh, or see it. It looks like a giant spaceship to me, at least. Um, it's really amazing. Uh, built. It's a really amazing building. It's super cool. And that is just like a half a block um, from uh, the academic building and immediately across the street from the Uptown Residence Hall that many first-year students live in. Yeah. All right, so we're going to transition a little bit to some groups. Uh, we have a lot of student groups on campus um, that are really active, and so um, they have maybe they're just you know they're too busy to say their whole name, and so they've shortened their names as well. Uh, but the first group is CAB, and CAB stands for the CIA Activities Board. They're responsible for hosting all kinds of, uh, of programs. Just recently, uh, they, uh, they hosted the Halloween party, 
uh, on uh, on campus, which we had 400 students, and it's always an amazing uh, experience to be a part of. And um, and it, and when 400 students attend that program, like you know, it is a cornerstone of uh, of the CIA student social scene on campus. Um, but beyond that, they're doing all kinds of, uh, of stuff. Small programs during lunchtime, big programs like the Halloween party. Uh, just today and tomorrow, we have a um, we actually have a uh, psychic, psychic on, campus. on campus, right? It's Halloween right now. So um, we have a psychic on campus giving students readings. And so those programs are brought to students in part by the work that CAB, um, CAB does. SLC, CAB wouldn't be doing the work that it does without SLC. SLC stands for the Student Leadership Council. They are our um, student government on campus. You know, they meet twice a, a month. First, um, it's really the second uh, week of a month and then the last week of the month. Yeah, second and last week, so, uh, two and four. The Second week is a kind of a bigger meeting for all students uh, who want to attend, and um, you know they usually bring in guest speakers to talk about just you know uh, really anything that's going on on campus or students have concerns with. They're helping work through some of those concerns. But just la the last all um, student meeting that we had, we actually um, had career services come to SLC and talk about how to market your student leadership. Uh, position on campus, how to market that in your resume uh, and in job interviews and what have you. So that was uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, the second meeting, the last meeting is more about a, um, a student organization update to find out like what's going on on campus and then certainly what had happened in that month um, on campus. SLC also um, funds the student organizations on campus. So it's always, we have always good to have SLC um, and student groups attend SLC because that way um, we know what's going on or in and around campus. The next student group, and I'll have you talk about this student group because Ashley is actually the advisor for COT. Yes, so or COT or COT. You know, they go back and right. forth with which acronym they want to use, but that's our community outreach team on campus. So our group of students who like to volunteer and give back to the community. Um, they're also very interested in advocacy work and rebuilding community relationships and just giving back to the city of Cleveland. Um, and even further than the city of Cleveland, things um, like we'll get into the ASB trip, that's part of COT as well. Um, so they're really a group of students that um, just want to volunteer. They meet, you know, once every two weeks as well. That's kind of standard for our groups on campus, but it's just another group students can be a part of if they're interested in that type of thing. Mm -hmm. We have some professional groups on campus, so IDSA is the uh, you know, Industrial Designer Society, Society of America, of America. Oh, yeah, okay. and so they are a chapter of a much larger organization um, that's a, you know, a countrywide, you know, um, organization. And they work with other chapters to bring guests onto campus. But um, if you have an aspiring uh, in, uh, interior or industrial designer, uh, they might talk about IDSA as a group that they are either in or are considering joining. Um, the next group is BSA, and it's our Black Scholars and Artists group. 
And while, you know, while it is open to everybody, it's an opportunity for our students of color to kind of come together and um, have uh, fellowship. And they also bring speakers to campus um, and, um, and serve as a good peer network uh, for our students of color. Uh, the digital, um, the DMC, so the Digital Media Club, is a club that, um, you know, obviously it is a departmental organization uh, that uses an acronym. And, you know, they do a whole bunch of different things. I mean, some of the stuff that I've seen them do, uh, they've produced, um, you know, prints and they've sold prints as fundraisers uh, for having um, a speakers on campus. Uh, but more likely than not, you know, they're meeting on a, again, like on a, a bi-weekly basis and they're doing crits with each other or they're talking about issues related to digital media or it could be that they're watching a movie, you know, uh, that's, uh, that, that's of interest to somebody. So they do a wide variety of things, but it's all really centered around digital media. Um, the next set of acronyms are really about activities on campus, um, you know, you alluded to ASB. Why don't you talk a little bit about ASB, Ashley? Yeah, so one of, I think, the coolest programs that CIA um, is able to do is ASB. It's Alternative Spring Break. So each year, Matt and I actually take a group of about 10 students to uh, New Orleans. And our students have been going since Hurricane Katrina mm -hmm. happened. And I know, um, you know, Matt's been on the trip a few more times than I have, but it's a really awesome opportunity for our students to kind of give back to that community, learn more about it. Um, they have a class that they attend before they even go on the trip. So it's really making sure our students are educated about the community and doing service um, to give back to the people of New Orleans. Yeah. So if you, um, those, those applications are out. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if you have a student who is talking, who's kind of contemplating ASB, that's exactly what they're talking about. They're, they're contemplating taking uh, their spring break with us uh, in coming, going to New Orleans and, uh, um, and participating in that spring break trip. Um, but sooner than ASB is ELR, which is the Emerging Leaders Retreat. And this, this program is really geared toward first-year students who are either nominated or have or are interested in and have filled out applications for, um, you know, learning a little bit more about leadership, learning more about themselves as a, a potential student leader and leadership beyond uh, their four years here at CIA. It's an overnight program. Um, it's, you know, it's one of those things when uh, Ashley uh, joined us at CIA, uh, her and I, uh, we've said this before, her and I uh, share the same alma mater and, um, and had similar a similar experience with a program similar to the one we do here. Um, you know, when we were first year students, you know, uh, again, Ashley a lot earlier, uh, a lot you know closer than I was. But sir, but um, not to get into that part. But um, but it was a, an amazing transformative experience for me and Ashley. I'm sure you could say the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so. Um, we go off campus. We take students. We put them on a bus. We put them on a school bus. We take them to this off-campus uh, site. Um, you know that way they're kind of away from campus and can kind of really focus on what we're doing here. And it's really a bonding experience for students. Um, it's a um, 
It's an opportunity for them to get to know other potential student leaders that they may or may not have known before this. Uh, it's an opportunity for them to take one more step closer to becoming a student leader on campus and certainly um, understanding a little bit more about uh, leadership in general. Um, that actually happens not this weekend, but next weekend. And um, so everybody who has been either selected to, to go, I mean, how many students is there? 25? About 25. I thought, yeah. so I thought it was 25. Um, it's, uh, most of the sessions are facilitated by our, our orientation staff or our professional um, staff here in Student Life and Housing. And we kind of you know, guide them through the process of EOR. And uh, it, it is always amazing. Like it, it is, it does give a little bit of nostalgia when I see at the end of ELR, the comments that students are making about the program are comments similar to how I felt when I went through that. And you know, it's always a nostalgic feeling when, uh, when that occurs. So if you have a student in the next week or so, talk about how they're, you know, what they're doing next weekend, they're going to ELR. That's what that is about. And then the other um, kind of acronymy kind of program that we have is SIE. And SIE stands for the Student Independent Exhibition. And that happens in February, uh, at least the opening does. Um, but it is a fully run um, exhibit, exhibition um, by students. They, it's a juried exhibition. Um, any student can submit work to SIE, and so it's juried by um, a, a panel of jurors that is voted on by the students. Uh, some of them are international, some of them are, you know, coastal, <laughs> and some of them are local. Um, it just depends on who the student group feels, you know, like they want to have represented there. They come to campus, they jury the show, they do some... Um, work in the studios and give some talks uh, that the week that they're here. Um, and then the show gets hung. And so for the students who run it, it, it takes, uh, when it says it takes a village, well, it does take a village of students to really put on SIE and it takes a lot of time and it's a big, uh, big commitment. And, um, but each show is just so amazing and you can totally tell that um, the kind of work that was put into the show and it is a professional show like it's an exercise it's a professional development opportunity for the students who are part of SIE but what an amazing experience you yeah know. I mean when this happens in the spring I would definitely definitely make sure you get it on your calendar and come see what our students do um, it's likely that your student may even have something in SIE because it's it ranges from first year students to seniors you know we right. have representation from all areas of work and it's just really an amazing show so definitely get that on your calendar and we'll talk more about it in the spring when SIE is yeah, coming up for sure we might even have them just uh, um, on campus um, so it, you know the the thing about SIE that I am always that I also like is uh, when you go to the reception and uh, and you see students walking around with their iPads and buyers just buying all kinds of work that's happening you know, there, you know, and so it's not it's not only a place where students can have their work um, celebrated and uh, and get maybe some some prizes or cash uh, prizes, both cash prizes and other prizes uh, for their work, 
but it is also an opportunity for students to sell their work. And I'm always like, it always feels really good to see, you know, like our students who run SIE just be walking through with buyers and then, you know, buyers are hang, buying things to hang in their, you know, in their homes or in galleries and, you know, working with students to bring their stuff to galleries. So it's, it is an amazing uh, experience, I think, for students and, uh, uh, and one that is well over, you know, 70 years old or 60 years old. Um, so it's, it's pretty uh, long-standing tradition on campus. Uh, the last set of acronyms are pretty standard. You probably already know these, but you know, we oftentimes talk about OLs and RAs and um, you know, OLs are orientation leaders. They are the folks mm -hmm. who we hire um, to kind of help usher in first year students and kind of get them, uh, get, you know, get them kind of on their feet um, either in the first weekend that they're here, but even longer the first uh, semester that they're here. OLs continue to do programming centered around first-year student uh, issues and acclimations, and so, um, you know, so they they play a, a pretty um, huge role on our campus. Um, the other one is RA, and those are resident assistants, and they live on campus in the residence hall with your students. Some of you may have had uh, had. Um, uh, your students talk with their RA or some of them have talked about, you know, helping with a roommate mediation or an issue that they're having, or maybe they went to a program that their RA um, hosted that was like a social program or um, those are the folks that are on campus and that are helping students every day. Uh, and they're both really great uh, groups of students. The last, um, uh, last part of our podcast really has to do with less about acronyms and more about nicknames right so we often talk um, you know sometimes it's not necessarily in code but certainly they're just nicknames that we call for uh, um, you know other things on our campus so when we talk about uptown or when your student talks about uptown uptown could mean the place in which uh, the campus resides you know like the larger uptown area or what they could be talking about is the place that they reside in Uptown Residence Hall. More likely than not, they're talking about their residence hall. Euclid 117, um, it can either be called uh, 117 or E117 or the apartments, but what they're talking about when they're using those things is our Euclid 117 uh, residence hall uh, located on East 117th. Um, some students will talk about checkout and Ashley, you are uh, well-versed in checkout for sure. I know. So our podcasting equipment that we use is actually from our equipment checkout. So students can go there to get the things they need that they might not own. So things like expensive cameras or computers to do editing or microphones, um, things like that, that, you know, we don't want your students to purchase them for one project. And so our equipment checkout manages that and students can use that service for free. As long as they don't have it too long, then they might get a fine. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's uh, you know, there's parameters to that. But, you know, what's also neat about the checkout is that they also um, have all kinds of courts. So, like, if a student um, has their own camera, but maybe they lost the cord to it, they can go and ask the checkout if they have a specific charging cord or connecting cord uh, for the, something that they already own, um, and they can check that out so that way they can use it to finish a project. Um, but they have all kinds of stuff up there. In fact, uh, the whole inventory is on my CIA, and students can just go through the whole inventory and check things out just using my CIA. 
and then just that way when they go up to actually receive the item, they're they're good to go. Like it's been reserved. The people that work and check out just go back and pull it, and they're and they just check them out right there, and then they're good to go. Yeah. Um, the cafe. You might hear your students talk about, oh, I had lunch or breakfast uh, at the cafe, or I got a cup of coffee at the cafe. The cafe is uh, located right in our atrium area, so it's right in the middle of the academic building, and it is a great place, um, and it is always very busy with students uh, purchasing food and uh, and what have you, um, right there in what we would call CI's living room, you know, the, the atrium upstairs, and so, um, you know they take case cash uh, and so you know you should um, you should know that if your student is and you can even surprise your student really I would say if your student is like well you know I'm really hungry but it's raining out and I don't want to do this you can say well why don't you just go over to the cafe and see if their jaw drops that you know that where the cafe is and what the cafe does and that, yeah, and uh, you know if you're looking for a gift for your student for you know maybe an upcoming birthday or a holiday the cafe also has gift cards so especially our commuter students who you know spend the entire day here if a parent wants to you know surprise your student a cafe gift card is probably much appreciated yeah that's a good idea that's yeah. good that's good to know for sure um cinematech you know, you you'd pointed out that uh, PBL is uh, is where Cinematech is, and Cinematech um, they have been around forever, but they are an independent uh, movie house, if you will, um, that we um, that we have on campus, and they show all kinds of different uh, films. Sometimes they are mainstream films, but more often than not, they are kind of um, independent films. There's a lot of um, foreign films uh, and uh, that have subtitles and what have you but uh, but that program is amazing because like some they've done programs where they've shown a movie and it was like a, maybe a silent movie and they actually played music in the auditorium uh, like you like old school you know like you, you know like they would just play along with it or they have like a um, some orchestra members there to kind of like a quartet you know um, playing along with the movie so they've done a lot of really interesting programming um, there, and it is certainly an asset uh, in the Cleveland area. Sometimes we talk about student life, and when a student talks about student life, they may be talking about our office, or they could be talking about the whole suite. And so um, sometimes that means that they've either seen the registrar, uh, they've seen academic services, they've seen uh, career services, or our office, or they've come to see you, Ashley, to talk about wellness issues. And so uh, it could mean a number of things that you might have to have clarification. So if they, they're like, oh, I went to Student Life to do my schedule, like that might be confusing for you. It would be confusing for me too, um, but they may just be thinking about the whole suite rather than just the office um, uh, that, that is in that suite. Um, the next one is Rheinberger. And you were like, well, what is a Rheinberger, right? Uh, it is not something that you can buy at the cafe. Um, but Rheinberger is actually our, our main, um, uh, you know, our gallery, gallery space. space. Thank you. Our main gallery space on campus. And they have ongoing shows the whole year. And so, uh, in fact, SIE is in the Rheinberger Gallery, mm -hmm. and so it, it serves um, a lot of different purposes across the, uh, the school year, but certainly they have ongoing shows 
you know, back to back to back. And yeah, they actually always... have one coming up called Getting to Know You. I got the postcard. It looks pretty cool. So if you're looking for something while you're visiting your student, definitely visit Ryan Berger to see Getting to Know You. Yeah, and there's lots of student work mm-hmm. uh, in there from what I understand. Uh, it's yeah. not just an outside artist. I think the outside artist worked with our students and selected work to be a part of that show, which is kind of a cool collaboration with a, you know, with quote unquote professional artist, you know, somebody who's working out and who's out of school and is working uh, as a professional um, uh, painter that they're pulling in our students to give them some experience. So that's pretty cool. Um, And last but not least, when we talk about Pink Pig, right, we would be remiss uh, to not mention Pink Pig. Pink Pig is a, historically, is like one of our oldest uh, traditions on campus. Um, it, uh, it dates back not as old as a Halloween party or, uh, or even uh, SIE, I think, but um, the Pink Pig dates back to the 60s where students at the end of, a, at the end of spring semester, um, they used to actually um, uh, uh, roast a pig uh, in the kilns up, uh, upstairs. No longer the kilns that are upstairs, but they would roast a pig in a kiln uh, and, uh, and take it to the park and, and kind of have a picnic. I can guarantee you that that is not happening, at least not under my watch uh, that that's happening. But um, but our office, along with CAB and Student Leadership Council, um, hosts this giant end-of-the-year bash. We have inflatable um, games and all kinds of stuff. A petting zoo that has been wildly popular over the past couple of years is like, uh, you know, we've, we would have protest if we didn't have the petting zoo on campus. Um you know, and then of course, uh, food and just kind of fellowship. You know, celebrating the end of the year typically will happen right after uh, f- uh, finals, but right before the BFA exhibitions. And um, yeah, and, we, and it, it is a huge draw by our students. But you might hear your students talk about Pink Pig or what they did at Pink Pig. And so, if you're like Pink Pig, what is that about? That's what that's about. So. I hope that you know some of these have been helpful to you, and especially when uh, you know we we might use that language and not recognize that we're using that language. We always try to be cognizant of that, you know, when we're speaking to folks who are not who may not know that. But um, but certainly, if your student comes home and they're talking about some of these acronyms or nicknames, we just wanted to take an opportunity to kind of clear all that up and, uh, and give you some information that kind of helps put those all into context for you. So we hope that this was uh, helpful to you. And we want to thank you again for listening to us on the Parent Pod. And until next time, see ya. Bye.